What's going on, Abstract Sports Nation? Welcome to episode 59 of the Abstract Sports Podcast with your boy, Kyle Clay 2 k Find me on Twitter, Instagram, and that's about it. Uh, uh, we got a good episode in store for you guys, but just so you know, we are bringing sports back to life every single day with a unique perspective on the games from abstract yet popular angles. We're coming at you live on Facebook right now. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat right now. It's nice to see you guys. Um, man. Before we get going here, I just got to talk about this little intro video I played. Uh, I played it before the actual podcast. It wouldn't do any good to the people who are just listening to audio. Uh, so if you ever want to tune into the Facebook show, just hit us up at facebook.com slash abstract sports. Um, I played a little motivational speech video featuring Inky Johnson. Uh, it was basically like a highlight reel of the University of Tennessee and uh, you know football clips and stuff like that. But Inky Johnson's a former... Tennessee player who took a hit in one of his first games and he had shoulder damage from the basically from the shoulder down and he ended up not being able to play football any longer and his story is very unique because he he talks about how at a young age at the age of seven he determined that he was going to not let his family pay any more bills um, and so to do so he was going to play in the NFL and Basically like a rags to riches story about how he got there and then how it was taken away from him so quickly But how you can't let things just get in your way and and stop you from pursuing the things you want to pursue and uh, The big moral of his video and this this speech that he gave is about and he, he does many he's a motivational speaker now but he talks about how uh, Basically giving it your all at whatever it is that you do and if you're not doing that then you're in the wrong area Um but very motivational. The way the guy presents himself is extremely eye-opening, and he's he's powerful. He comes at you, and he makes you pay attention. And, man, when I, I watched that video actually today, or I, I listened to it while I was working, and I felt like I had to include it in this show. So I, I threw it in there really quick. Um, we'll have some more video clips going on in this in this episode uh, so if you're in the audio version of this podcast, I will leave the links in the description and I'll try to remind you when to go check those out. So right now, before the show gets started, if you want, go ahead and check out the Inky Johnson video that I linked in the description. I'll have one more later in the show and I'll be sure to call that out to you at that point. Um, and maybe I'll, maybe I'll just let the audio play through. We'll see what happens. Um, kind of, we'll do it live. <laughs> um, but let's let's just get this thing going. All right, let's go. All right, Abstract Sports Nation. So we're going to start it off on a little bit of a somber note here on episode 59. Uh, but I don't know if you heard this, but over the weekend, there was a Madden tournament that was going on in Jacksonville, Florida at a sports bar that also is like a gaming bar um and this event was being hosted there it was a qualifying event for a madden tournament and there was a what was it originally reported as a mass shooting uh in the end two people were killed and i believe one of those was the was one of the suspects uh, i believe that's the full stats on it there were about 11 people injured one of those players was um Larry Legend, a.k.a. O'Larry of the NBA 2K League. So for anybody who's watching or listening who is a fan of the NBA 2K League, um, 
Larry, if you're listening, anybody who's associated with him, I wish you well, man. Uh, I hope you're doing better and uh, recover quickly. I know there's a lot of people that that are in your corner and I know you're strong. So stay in there, man. He basically took, I, what I heard was three gunshots and uh, he's in the hospital. He's in good. He seems to be in standard, like st- stable condition. Uh, but there were uh, two other people who were shot and killed in that event. Extremely sad events um, like this. I, I, I don't even know what to say when they happen. I mean, it's something that you see on the Internet all the time, you know, like people trying to talk about it and use words to describe how they feel about it. Um, when it, it happens enough to the point where all you can do is say that you hope that things get better and you have to look at that situation that this happened in and look at what good can come from these situations. You know what I mean? Uh, so this is supposed to be a video game tournament, a Madden NFL tournament. I understand it's a, it's a very competitive environment, just like any sport is, honestly. I mean, esports are competitive. Um, sometimes our emotions get the best of us. I mean, I'm known to break a couple of controllers in my lifetime. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to lie. That's true. I've done that before. Uh, and some would say, wow, that's problematic. But then you have people like this who are like video games are their life. And they, there are other problems going on in their life that influence their decisions in the process. And this kid basically is a sore loser situation, decided to leave the, like go grab a gun and come back into this place and shoot people who were successful in doing what they did. It's extremely sad to see because these video game tournaments, really anything where you're coming together as a community, whether it's the Madden NFL community or the NBA 2K community with the NBA 2K league or supporting a cause like, you know, doing a run for leukemia or uh, like a 5K run to support cancer, things like that. The idea of these, another good example, Boston bombing situation. It's people coming together to compete on a common ground that we are all human and we can run. So let's see, you can do the best here. And there's a lot of charity events that surround this. These gamers, there's, there's nothing different. I mean, they come from different walks of life. They're all, they're all equals. They're all people who they're, they're all very unique people. And you can, you get together and you meet these guys, people you've been competing with over the last several years, you know, it's, just good friendly competition and you're always growing you're you're making good connections you get to this event and then this kind of thing happens because one person is not stable enough to handle a loss and there is no excuse for anybody who has to get to that point where they end up shooting up a place i mean it it's like how is how is how do you get from from point a to point z in that situation you know what i mean <clears throat> how do you go from playing Madden, pursuing your dream, being a video game professional, and then all of a sudden snapping and deciding you want to shoot people who you've lost to? It's a very tough situation, and my thoughts and condolences go out to the families and those involved. Um, very, very sad situation. So on that note, we're going to move into a little more uh, NFL content. Let me just play this little transition here and, and uh, we'll get into a little more of a happy vibe. Uh, let's see what happens here. All right, we back. Uh, so I just want to talk about my fantasy football draft results. Um, I'm going to say that they are not good in one case. Well, they're okay. I'm not, okay, don't get me wrong. They're okay in one situation and they're better in another. So let me just go on over here to the 
the worldwide leader of sports, as they call themselves. <laughs> go to fantasy tab here. I'm gonna go find my team. Let's see which team? Which team am I talking about? I'm talking about this team, foosball with your friends. So this is a draft that I participated in on Friday. We had a little draft party here in town. Uh, eight of us were at the party. Four of us are are elsewhere. I think the other four are in Moscow, Idaho. So about 500 miles away, kind of hard to make it. We could have Skyped them in, but we did not. And I'm not going to tell you guys in order what my draft picks were because it was just it's just chaotic as in the moment. And looking back on it, it's still chaotic to think about. So I'll just go ahead and rattle off the players that I drafted and kind of talk about how I think they're going to do well and why they might not. Um, and keep in mind, this is a PPR league. It's a paid PPR league where it's $20 buy-in. I believe every week the highest score gets like seven bucks or eight bucks, something like that. And then the the winner gets like a good chunk of money. Uh, so my first time ever being in a paid league for one, second of all, first ever PPR league. So the strategy going into this draft was a bit different from what I'm used to in the past. You got to be thinking about players who get a lot of touches, uh, receivers who catch a lot of balls, um, all of that on top of uh, scoring touchdowns, getting yardage. So, Pretty difficult situation if you ask me. So here's my draft order. I did reorder it to make my projection higher. Uh, my friend that I'm playing against in the first round, he's like, oh, I'm projected to beat you. <laughs> and so I went and reordered my lineup to try and uh, get my projection higher than his. Still didn't get there. But with that being said, I'll just go straight through my starting lineup as it is right now. It's obviously going to change. And my bench. So my quarterback I have in my starting lineup, starting lineup right now is Andrew Luck. Uh, this is a guy who's coming off of a pretty big injury. He thought he may not ever play football ever again, uh, but now he's going to be back this season. A lot of hope for him in the NFL um, and around the league from what I've heard. he's He looked pretty uh, pretty good in the preseason when he has played, so I'm not too worried about that pick. Uh, speaking of this, I'll just go straight to my other, my other positions that are quarterback related. So Drew Brees, he was like, he was my first quarterback pick. I picked him because... Cam Newton got taken out from under me. I was going to take Cam Newton because he does run with the ball quite a bit and he throws it a lot. Um, he does hand it off quite a bit too. So I, I, I figured like if I want to get a quarterback who runs the ball because then there's more chances that he's going to have the ball in his hands and making completions or taking the ball for a run. So I wanted, I wanted Cam Newton, but I didn't get him in this league. So I went with Drew Brees, who is a volume passer, an accurate passer, always up there in yardage for every season, also in touchdowns, also a playoff contender. So I wanted to go for a guy who I knew was going to be either versatile in terms of running and passing or extremely good at passing. And so I got Drew Brees. I'm pretty happy about that pick. Uh, going into, let's see, no, I don't have any other quarterbacks. We'll go into running backs. I've got Royce Freeman of the Denver Broncos, Lamar Miller of the Houston Texans, and we'll go to my bench. Well, I guess I have a couple of flex positions. Isaiah Crowell um, plays for the New York Jets now, formerly the Browns. Austin Eckler of the Los Angeles Chargers. And on the bench, I've got... What? I don't have any... Oh, that's because both my flex spots are, are running backs right now. All of my guys on the bench are like tight ends, wide receivers. <laughs> uh, so we're going to wide receiver. My, one of my best picks in this draft was Antonio Brown, one of the top 10 picks across the board. Uh, can't go wrong there. Here's my first round pick. So if I wasn't going to get 
uh, the running back I wanted, which I don't even know who that was at that point. I didn't really want to. I wanted to go for a running back who's going to catch and 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 run a lot, but there's nobody up there, so I took Antonio Brown. Uh, then I've got Marvin Jones Jr. for the Detroit Lions. He had a breakout season last year, did hella good. And then I've got on my bench, but obviously not reflecting my lineup, another Panther. Wait, another Panther. What? I don't have a Panther yet. Uh, Devin Funchess, been around for a little while. Josh Doxson and Des Bryant. Yes, I picked up Des Bryant in the second to last round of this draft. And I know that's a risk because he's not. He's still a free agent. It says bye for week one right now. <laughs> but last season he had 188 points. And some of my other receivers that I have on my on my team, they don't even they're not even doing that good. So I feel okay there. If he were to get a spot on the Browns or the Patriots, I think he's going to get a lot of touches and uh, be a good bench player for me. So that was a risky take because he showed up as a buy. Nobody really saw him, but I still think he can be productive on a team. So going from receiver to tight end, this is where it all fell apart. I picked a guy, a tight end, a little bit too late, and the guy that I did pick is a backup tight end. Um, I didn't notice that Jimmy Graham had gone earlier, and so when I switched over to tight ends and I went to, uh, you know, like different teams, when I picked on this guy, I think it was uh, shoot, which one was it? The other, the Packers tight end. Where is he? Mercedes Lewis. When I picked on him, it didn't show Jimmy Graham in the lineup as being picked already for the Packers. So I picked him up. And as soon as I picked him, my friend Micah, you know, you guys probably know Micah if you've been listening to the show. He's He's been here before, talked about some football. Um, but he's like, I said he's Lewis. He's a backup tight end. And I'm like, oh, great. That's where my draft kind of failed. So the other tight end I picked up later in the, in the draft was Cameron Brait, and it seems like he's going to be splitting reps with another guy with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so we'll see how that pans out. Uh, but then going into defense, i got Patriots, so top-notch. And then we've got Redskins defense on the bench as well. I don't know why I have two defenses. Probably bad bad decision there. Uh, kicker, I've got Mason Crosby of the Packers. Not a lot of um, issues in terms of buy. Um, I think that I'm just I'm going to have to put together the, the good – the good guys who are going against teams who are going to do well against those teams and just hope for the best um, and pay attention to the waiver wire as much as possible. So that's one league. Let's move on over to the other one. I want to talk about this. Uh, let's go to uh, uh, fantasy. And then I drafted for one other league this weekend. It was at a birthday party on my phone. I was paying attention and <laughs> I think this one went better than my first draft just because I did one draft prior. Uh, so here's my lineup, and I'll go the same same route. My quarterback, Cameron Newton. So I got the guy that I was talking about for my other team. Uh, other quarterbacks include Drew Brees. So I got the two guys that I was, I was excited about getting. Um, and that's it for quarterbacks. Then running backs, Alvin Kamara, a guy who is going to be dominant this year, no question. I mean, he's got a guy named Drew Brees throwing to him. He's going to catch and run the ball a lot. I believe he's a return guy. He'll probably get a couple of returns this year. So extra points, why not? I also got Christian McCaffrey, a guy that Cam Newton's going to be throwing to quite a bit. In his rookie season, McCaffrey caught a lot of balls out of the backfield, and he also ran pretty well. He didn't. He wasn't like a standout rookie by any means, but he did, did well. He's a good, well-rounded back who can catch and run, and I think with Cam Newton, who can run and pass, um, makes a great dynamic offensive duo there. 
Um, and then for the bench running backs, I have Giovanni Bernard, who's also a good uh, catch and run running back. I believe he also returns kicks. And I also have Rex Burkhead, who's questionable right now for the New England Patriots. Anybody on the Patriots is a good pickup because Tom Brady's going to find them. Let's be honest. Wide receivers got T.Y. Hilton, a good catch and run guy, like yard after catch guy. Juju Smith-Schuster, this guy. Saw this guy in a video today on Twitter of him at a country concert just dancing around behind these people like like beating the beat up, and nobody knows who he is. We're just having a good time. Hilarious. That's one receiver, two receivers, and then... Oh, by the way, I got Marshawn Lynch in my flex spot. <laughs> what up? Receivers, though. Corey Davis of the Tennessee Titans. I've got Kenny Stills of the Miami Dolphins and Kenny Galladay. So as you can see, the difference between this draft and the last one is I think I have a couple more bench spots here, but also only one defense, and that defense is the Eagles. So a really good one, championship defense. And I've got Robbie Gold as a kicker. So those are the two drafts that I have done so far. I'm uh, pretty excited about how uh, this this season is going to go for this league, this, this league that I drafted second. And I'm hoping that I can trade up for some guys in my first league. Uh, no promises there. <laughs> Let's be honest. There's, there's, there's just a lot going on. It's gonna make it really hard. And right there, that that kind of makes up, makes it the the midway point of our our show. But I wanna let's go to the NFL.com and check out the schedule just so I can. Uh, anybody who's watching this can know when games are gonna be happening. I believe there is still one more week of preseason. Yeah, so preseason week four is going on. Let's see. When does that start? When is that? When is that game? What is the date for this game? Next game, 7 p.m. Eastern time. What are you talking about? What date? Is there a day? Ugh. Oh, there it is. <laughs> so tomorrow. Tomorrow kicks off preseason week four after this week. So next Thursday, a week from tomorrow, is kickoff time. And I have one more draft between now and then. It's on like the 5th of September. So it's like the day before the draft or the day before the season starts. So I'm super excited, excited about that. Um, look forward to NFL season kicking off in about a week and a day. Woo. Next Thursday. Let's go. All right. And that brings us to the halfway point of our show, at which point we're going to take a slight little break uh, just to do some uh, self promotional work here. If you're not following us on any of the social media outlets yet, be sure to do that. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Those are the main ones, but also anchor.fm if you like to listen to an audio version of the podcast. So go look for Abstract Sports. That's our handle on every platform. We are on YouTube. Our channel is not verified yet, so you will have to go search for Abstract Sports. Look for our logo. It looks like an A with an S rolling through it. Uh, that would be us, and you'll probably see my pretty face if you recognize it. Um, that that might help. Um <laughs> But if you would like to be a supporter of the podcast or the YouTube channel or, or the blog, much more than just a viewer, reader, or listener, um, I do have to say that a lot like page views on the website and views on Facebook and YouTube and also listens on our podcast outlets, a little can go a really long way. If you've ever received value or got entertainment from our show, please consider donating an easy $5 per month gift uh, if you go to anchor.fm slash abstract sports, there's a little button there that says support this podcast and you can make your donation accordingly. Um, everything that you can give is greatly appreciated. 
I will point out that $5 a month is a mere, is merely the same as one coffee or beer per month. That's really not that much. A net and you, Netflix used to be five bucks a month, man. I mean, come on, but we do appreciate all the support, whether you do make a donation or not. We love you guys. Thank you for sticking around and listening. Keep doing it. All right. That does it for our little break. <laughs> I'm trying out a little little commercial aspect to the show, trying to get a little bit more professional about things. Um, as Anchor.fm, man, these guys, are they do such a great job in giving uh, creators the tools to try and make money and make a living doing something they're passionate about. So shout out to Anchor for uh, giving me that ability with the, with, with the support outlet of getting gifts and stuff from, from listeners. Um, so... After we've listened to football stuff, it's time for some basketball stuff. What do you, what else would you expect? I mean, it's Kyle Clay 2K. I'm all about the basketball, man. What do you say? Okay. So I've got one other thing I want to show you guys. Let me uh, get my other window here going. Hey, Michael. Hey, Darren. Welcome to the show, boys. Um, I just saw that you guys had joined. Um, I don't know if you heard, but I had a little bit of a technical difficulty in the beginning. Uh, black screen going on. It's not showing my video but that's the one that my stream is running through. So I have to leave it open. And so I'm running it in two different tabs. One of them works. One of them does not. So I'm hoping that I can go to one end it, go back to the other and it'll be good. <laughs> so let me open up this other window here. I need another Facebook tab. Holy cow. This is getting out of hand. Facebook. So I shared another video on the page. If you're listening to this on anchor or iTunes, or Google or Spotify. Yes. By the way, thanks to Anchor, the Abstract Sports Pod Podcast is now available on Spotify and Google Play Podcasts and iTunes and every other outlet that you can imagine. Anywhere that you get your podcast content, you can find us. Just look for Abstract Sports. Um, let me go through here and find this video I shared earlier. I shared it from the Rich Eisen page. Oh, actually, that went on my personal page. Let me go grab it from there. Uh, I'm getting there. You just wait. You just wait. Okay, when I click on this, it better not take me with okay, audio. Yeah. Okay, she has. Is there audio yeah. yet? Yes, there already is. Oh, crap. Ah, oh, crap. So, as you can see by the title, this is a video with Kobe Bryant on coming out of retirement to play with LeBron with the rich Eisen show. If you guys don't follow the rich Eisen show, I, uh, I recommend you go give that a listen and a view. This guy, I have a lot of respect for rich Eisen. He's a very down to earth dude, at least from what I can tell on his broadcasts and whatnot, very comedic, um, but also full of great content. Uh, on his show, I saw him interviewing Jeannie bus as well. Who's the Lakers owner. Um, he's had comedians on his show. He's had people of people who run to other podcasts on his show. So not just sports people, but they try to bring sports into it when they can. Very interesting show based out of Los Angeles, of course. I spoke to Jeannie. She said that she would have you do anything you'd like for the Lakers franchise. Has she communicated that to you? Yeah. Okay, she has. Yeah. Uh, even a rumor that you might consider even maybe coming out of retirement <laughs> to play one more time for the Lakers. Right. I see you're laughing. Yeah. There's nothing to that, right? There's about a 0% chance that I come back and play. So not even like a nothing, zero. You're toast. You're finished. Done as a player. That's it. Did last year at any point with you going through your first season not yeah. playing basketball? Never. 
Not once did you never, think about it. Never. Here's the thing is for us athletes, it's really hard to transition from that. Right. And I was really personal about it when I wrote Dear Basketball. But that is the true challenge of finding what comes next and finding something that you love to do every bit as much as you love your first passion. That is the challenge for us. And I think, unfortunately for us athletes, we've been pigeonholed into thinking that we can only be one thing. And so when I retired, everybody is saying, okay, he's too competitive. He's not going to know what to do with himself. He's going to have to come back. I took that as a personal challenge of them thinking I'm this one-dimensional person that all I know is how to dribble a ball, shoot the ball, and play basketball and compete at that level. And so I took that as a personal challenge. I will never come back to the game, ever. I'm here to show people that we can do much more than that. And creating this business, winning an Oscar, winning the Emmy and the Annie, those are things that are showing other athletes that come after, no, no, there's more to this thing, right? So I would never, it's not even a, not even a thought. So the, the goal was an EGOT? You want the Emmy, the Grammy, the Oscar, no, the, know, Tony, the, the challenge. That... The challenge became how do I take the lessons that I learned through the game of basketball and translate them into building the studio, right? What are the things that I can take from that? The discipline, um, the commitment, uh, the team and community, how do you get the best out of each other? How do I take those lessons and move those here? Um, that is the challenge. How do we do great work, uncompromising great work? You're not looking at the bottom line. You're focused on the product first, right? Is this the best thing that we can possibly make no matter what? And having that sharp focus is something that I got from the game of basketball. That video was awesome, am I right? Like, can I get some, some thumbs up in the chat if you guys think that video is pretty cool? Uh, I, I like, I get super excited when I hear athletes talking about doing other things besides being an athlete, especially when, when it's one of my childhood idols and Kobe Bryant, I've talked about the dude way too much, probably in the, in the past several episodes. I mean, not, not several. I don't talk about, about him every episode, but I'm, I'm a fan because he is a killer in the game. No matter what he's doing, he's trying to be his best. And this goes back to the intro. Um, for those of you who were not here earlier, I played a little intro video that was a motivational speech by a guy named Inky Johnson. Um, he went from putting all of his, his hard work and effort and his passion into playing football so he can provide for his family only to have shoulder damage and not be able to play the game ever again. And now he's putting his passion to motivating others and showing them that that's not the end where whenever you're pursuing something and then it comes to a stop. Much like in Kobe's situation where he was in the gym for several hours a day. He, start, he starts his day at 5 a.m. He goes in, puts in a workout. And then by the time everybody shows up, he's done with his workout. He's on with his day. He's having lunch. Another workout later in the day. And then repeat. You know, like just so much work. He goes from doing that every single day of his career for 20 years with one organization not moving around. And then having to cut that off and like just in the middle of the air, just cut it off and try to find something else to do with your life. I mean, I feel like people don't really understand how hard that would be, even though you have so much money. Um, but man, like this guy, like he, he seems to have everything together. Granted he did. He was injured there for a little bit one season and he had the chance to reflect on these things. Like, how is he going to, like you know, thinking about what he's going to do when he retires and I think I feel like anybody in their regular life goes through that thought process. I mean, me right now, I'm 28. Like I'm not thinking about retirement. I'm thinking about ways that I can set my family up for success in the future. 
similar to what Kobe was doing, similar to what Inky Johnson was doing when they were younger. Um, and now that, you know, both of their passions have, have come to a stop in one way or another, they have to think about something else to do. And Inky Johnson found his passion in speaking to people and motivating them. Kobe Bryant found his passion in being creative and coming up with ways to translate skills that are learned within sports and translating that into teaching the youth and uh, making family oriented shows to teach them about the values within sports and how they can use sports to grow as people. Um, The things that Kobe mentions in his video, things like discipline, commitment, team, the community and focus. How can he translate all of those things into uh, a different career that he thinks can bring an impact to the community that he's involved in? And so he chose to go with the, the studio route where he had dear basketball, where he told the story about basketball, what it taught him and, and like how he grew to be an individual through basketball. Um, and it just like he, he went through that entire process. He's very transparent about it. He won awards for it, but obviously, like he said in the video, that's not what it's all about. Uh, Michael on Facebook says, uh, Oh, all right. Set us up. I like, Oh bro, I'm setting you up. You already know. Michael also says Kobe should build a school too. I see. I don't, I don't know if Kobe would build a school. I think he'd be more of a, like he'd rather teach through his work rather than, than provide a place to teach. You know what I mean? Uh, Kobe is, I mean, LeBron, he obviously has a, a profound presence in his Akron, Ohio community where he's a hometown boy playing for the hometown team, brought a championship to the city and if it wasn't for basketball in that city, he would not have been able to get to that point to bring a city up. Kobe, however, like he was not an LA boy. He was raised in Philly. Well, you know, born abroad. He was born in, he was born in Italy, raised in Philadelphia, went to lower Marion high school, ended up playing for Los Angeles. So, I mean, like he doesn't really have enough like physical ties to a city to be able to build a school and have that be heartfelt. I think Kobe, Knowing him, I mean, him and LeBron are both like workhorses. You know, they go in, they put in all the work, they do all the research on their opponents, and they come out there to win, win championships. That's what they're both about. Um, And so I think because Kobe doesn't have that tie down to a city or a place, I think he'd rather motivate and inspire the youth and similar to what LeBron's doing, but through a more creative medium, through a, a way like, you know, like media having them watch videos and learn that, Oh, basketball teaches me these things. I can make friends through basketball. I can, I can learn how to communicate with my peers through basketball, like different things that you would not think about, but it's like a socialization factor. You know, like when you have kids or when you have pets, you got to take them around other kids and other pets to make them friendly with those other pets and other kids. And this is kind of a similar thing. Like you're, you're feeding good media to these kids. So at a young age, they can know what's good and what is right. And then, help the parent teach them these points that sports have a lot more value to them than just a game. Uh, Michael on Facebook says motivational speaker is what Kobe is. He is very motivational. And I, and I wouldn't even say Kobe's a good speaker either. Like he's, he's motivational. Don't get me wrong. He motivates me because he's working in creative mediums that I've dealt with before. Um, Like video production and, and uh, animation and stuff like that. He's working with people who know how to tell stories. Um, but as a speaker himself, he's not that good. He's kind of cheesy, actually. If I if you've ever watched him on a talk show or whatever, he makes some corny references. Um, so I, I will take that away from him. <laughs> but he does much better work 
by providing the message, being a producer, being a director, and having other people create that message for him and hone it, and then spit it out to the people who need to hear it. So, man, like, I just, I just love what Kobe's doing with his off time. It really does speak to our own careers. You know, like a lot of us are not really thinking about when we're going to retire, what are we going to do? But I mean, if you're working like a factory job right now, like you may not, may not enjoy it. Maybe you love it. Maybe you're in a managerial role. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're one of the, the bottom total pole people who's just working. You got to think about a way to, to grow, you know, and that, that's kind of what, uh, Inky Johnson's speech was about, but it's also about what Kobe's all talking about where like you hit a certain point where you have to go to the next level. Um, and for him, like in this, in this certain story, he's, he retires. So it's like, where do I go from here? We're like, okay, well I know basketball, I know sports, but I know more than that. I know the value that it brought me. What can I do to teach other people? So you, you take what you have and you take what you know and you apply it to a different area that you're passionate about. And you see where it goes. If that fails, then you take what you've learned, you regather your crap and you do it again in a different way. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a lot, there's a saying out there in the creative world, the world that goes along the lines of um, qu- quantity over quality. When you're starting something new or you're trying to find your passion or you're trying to figure something out, whether it's like a big project idea and you don't really know where to go yet, um, find a topic that you're not going to get sick of find something that you enjoy, produce a bunch of stuff around that idea. What do you, what do you think can tie into this? And then find one of those stories that is like the golden kernel of the bunch of popcorn and pop that bitch into a golden nugget. Like you you take the really good thing out of all the work that you've done and you expand on it. That's how, that's how you grow. That's how you find where your successes can be in your new thing. And I think Kobe's done a miraculous job of that. I also think Inky Inky Johnson has done the same thing. Um, So shout out to Kobe for, for being an ambassador for the game of basketball, but better, even better being an ambassador for humanity and doing, uh, trying to teach the world what is good with sports, uh, similar to what abstract sports is doing. I mean, there was an episode that we did back in the day. Um, Let me go find it and I'll link it to you guys. I'll give you the YouTube link. Uh, we did an episode where I talked about how Kobe is, uh, he was an inspiration. He's an inspiration to abstract sports. So on that note, since we're talking about basketball, let me just play this thing one more time. If I haven't already basketball. So I put together a little group on Facebook. There's a couple of people in the chat who are a part of it. Uh, but here in my hometown, we're a couple hours away from a city that has the Utah jazz. It's called salt Lake city. Um, and I try to go to at least one game a year, if not two, three, four, or five, depending on what kind of year it is. Uh, but this year I put together a group with all my friends who I think would want to go to a game at one point during the year. So if they want to have somebody to go to a game with, they have other people they can talk to. But I knew that I wanted to go to a game and I wanted to organize it. So I put it together and I'm extremely happy to say that I am the proud ticket owner of eight seats to the Salt Lake Jazz versus the Los Angeles Lakers in Salt Lake City. Um, granted, I paid for two of those, one for me, one for Keltron, but I've got six other people going to the game with us, a couple people meeting us there. We're going to get an Airbnb for the weekend, some people staying one night, uh, most people staying two nights, and we're going to make a weekend of it, man. We're going to go to go to Los Angeles. <laughs> 
I almost said LA and Los Angeles in sequence. What I meant to say was we're, we're going to go to Salt Lake. We're going to go watch LeBron James play for the Los Angeles Lakers, which I am stoked beyond belief about, and then go have dinner and uh, drinks and make it a good weekend. So that's one thing that you guys can look forward to. I'll be posting some pictures and videos of that on the social media pages. Um, if, if I'm feeling froggy, maybe I'll do a vlog. I don't know. Those things can get pretty difficult. Um, but where I'm not driving, maybe, uh, maybe I can make that happen. So I get to see LeBron James for the first time. He's still got four or five more years in him. I mean, four years on this contract, right? So, and a plus one. So I, uh, there's another game in March. I don't know if I'll be able to make it due to budgeting purposes, but next year though, going to try to catch another game, try to plan for it. So yeah, <laughs> talk about two Lakers legends in two different segments right there. Kobe Bryant, much bigger legend with the Lakers, obviously 20 years. Can't beat that. And then LeBron James, the new Laker legend. Let's go. Um, <laughs> but anyways, that does it for episode 59 of the abstract sports podcast. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this one again. If you haven't followed the crew, go check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube and Twitter. Just look for abstract sports, find the logo, the A and the S running through it. We are abstract sports. We're bringing sports back to life. Tune in again next week, next Wednesday, uh, talking about more sports things, whatever happened to be the good stories and things that I get inspired by that can relate to everybody rather than just sports fans. So I will see you guys next week. Stay classy and, uh, we'll see you then. All right. Peace.